It is probably one of the most joyous occasions as we go through the Christmas season, but we also have to remember those who experience loss because these are the seasons that we remember those who are no longer with us. And I pray for God's peace and healing, and it would just wrap you all day and for the rest of your days. And thanks, Sarah, so much for uh, faithfully sharing the message to all of us today, and I pick up from where she left today. And I want to start asking the question, what is the true meaning of Christmas? You know, we often romanticize the birth of Jesus, but giving birth is glorious, but it's also very, very difficult. Jesus as a babe is often pictured, as we see in the nativity scene, but there is something far more telling, more daunting, more dark, but also divine in the midst of this season. And I wonder if we again need to be reminded of not just the festivities or the nostalgia of the season or the buying of gifts and exchanging of gifts, but the real reason for Christmas. We have often heard the saying, the reason for the season is Jesus, but I want us to go a little bit more in-depthly in that. Have you noticed that as a Christmas nears, uh, especially for us living in the Pacific Northwest, it gets really dark during these times. Uh, I believe it's called the winter solstice, and it's the fewest hours of sunlight in the whole year. Oftentimes, when it gets 4 p.m. or so, it becomes really dark, and whatever light that is expelled, it becomes highly accentuated. That's what darkness does. But for some of us who live the near uh, area of our church, if you drive to our church around 6 in the afternoon, you will see a nearby neighboring church with all of their Christmas lights. In fact, I know some of you have already visited, but our family visited as well. Do you know that they give free hot chocolate? They also give homemade cookies. And I didn't say who I was, but I thanked every one of the servants and the volunteers, and I said, thank you so much. And every year, it seems like those Christmas trees and the lighting at the church, I'll just name it Evergreen, it's just, it gets better and better and better. I'm like, wow, they, they put a lot of egg in this basket. And I asked, because I was kind of wondering, I wonder how much it would cost to do all of that. What's the, the metrics of all this stuff and the utility cost? And one of the volunteers said it only costs us an extra $600 just for the month of December. And I said, why do you do it? Because we want to invite the community and the neighborhood to enjoy and feel the warmth and the embrace. And they had these amazing like lights and, you know, the, the, the trees and all the Christmas decoration. It was unbelievable. Now, some of you probably have some lights at your own house. If you did it yourself... Uh, praise be to God. If you have no way of doing it, if you can afford it, maybe you had someone put on the Christmas lights for you. But lights are a very normal thing during Christmas, isn't it? Now, why do we celebrate Christmas on December the 25th? Uh, as you probably know, most scholars doubt that December 25th is actually the true date of Christ's birth. There is no biblical support for it, and some are, in fact, against it. That date was decided upon by the church in Rome in the 4th century, and they had a specific reason of naming Christmas December 25th. 
Now, many of the earth's early inhabitants were actually sun worshipers. And because they depended on the sun's yearly course in the heavens, most people had feasts around this time of the winter solstice or the mid-December season, a time when the days were the shortest. They built bonfires to give the sun god strength and bring him back to life again. And when it became apparent that the days were growing longer, there was great rejoicing. The fathers of the church in Rome decided to celebrate Christ's birth on the winter solstice. It was their attempt to Christianize the popular pagan celebrations. But they failed to conform people to the real true message of Jesus Christ and the meaning for Christmas. Instead, the heathen festivities continued, and we are to this day in our modern-day era left with a bizarre marriage of pagan and Christmas elements, and we actually think it's from Christian background. It's actually not. Now, let me give you some examples of this. To the Romans, the month of December marked the festival of Saturnalia. One of the most common customs during that festive Time was to give gifts to one another. That's why we do these exchanging of gifts. It started back all the way into the festal, festival of Saturnalia. As far as we know, there is this idea of exchanging gifts. This is where it came from. And even the evergreen wreath also derives from this festival as well, during which homes were decorated with evergreen bows. Do you know when the first time the first official printed Christmas cards happened. It happened in 1843. A man by the name of Johann Calcott Horsley printed the first Christmas card for Sir Henry Cole, the friend who had given him the idea. And Sir Henry Cole, a wealthy businessman, wanted a card he could proudly send to his friends and to say Merry Christmas. But if you see the picture clearly, there's people drinking and things that are not so Christ-like in our day and age. The Druids of England gathered sacred mistletoes for their ceremonies and they decorated their homes with it. It is believed that the first Christmas tree was instituted by Boniface, the English missionary to Germany in the 8th century. He supposedly replaced sacrifices to Germany in the 8th century that was supposed to be given to the god of Odin. And certain accounts claim that even Martin Luther introduced a Christmas tree lighted with candles. Santa Claus is a contraction of St. Nicholas, a bishop in Asia Minor during the 4th century, known for his extraordinary generosity. He was later associated by giving uh, gifts at the end of the year. And St. Nicholas was adopted by the Netherlands as a patron saint of children, and on St. Nicholas Eve, the children would leave their shoes filled with hay for the saint's white horse. No wonder so many people miss the real reason for Christmas. Do you know the simplicity of the virgin birth is drowned out by the seas of tradition, many being pagan and non-Christian in its origin? Even worse than that, when Christ was born in Bethlehem, most people missed his actual birth. Now, the real meaning of Christmas are, I believe, two things. There's more, but I want to focus on two. One is that Jesus Christ has come to be the light of the world, to bring life for the world and to bring truth and beauty so that we would be strengthened by it. 
Just as the sun is the source of all life, so too is Jesus for us. The darkness means for us the spiritual darkness, the spiritual deadness. And he shows that the truth that heals our spiritual blindness is only through the light of Jesus Christ. Because the light travels and it breaks apart all realms of darkness, all realms of evil, it also means he breaks in as a light of Jesus into our life, in all of our ghettos of our life, our existence, our society, our wants, and our desires that are so countercultural to what Jesus always wanted. Bishop N.T. Wright writes this Christmas is God's lighting a candle, and you don't light a candle in a room that's already full of sunlight. You light a candle in a room that's so murky that the candle, when lit, reveals just how bad things really are. So Jesus has come to declare how bad things are. It is bad. It is bad news. That's why when he uttered the words, I have come to give you good news, it is a declaration that darkness no longer will prevail, but the light of Jesus will come through, give you life, give you truth, and strengthen you to expect that darkness will no longer have power over you, but only the light will. But he also has pronounced that I am that light. The only way that we can ever receive this light is not by turning on something in our hearts. It's just to receive it freely. There isn't anything we can do. Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. And when we trust in Christ's work, and what he has done, the broken relationships are mended. It's reconciled only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it also gives us the ability to become more like Jesus. The only way you can receive it is to acknowledge that I have done nothing. I haven't done anything. It was all done by Jesus, and I don't deserve it. To receive this gift of the light of Jesus the first thing that we must do is to acknowledge that I am a sinner. It's tough for some people, I know, because some of us believe that we are good people, including myself, I would say we're all sinners. That's pride swallowing for some. It is like saying, I don't need help, but I also am saying that the Lord of our life, Jesus Christ, is not my boss. I don't need anyone, but we have to truly admit when we say that I want the light of Jesus and I want to receive it, it's to acknowledge that I am a sinner. Now, you can never really receive the gift that is given to you by God unless you first admit that you are not able to save yourself based on the work because you can't put in work to get salvation. We all need this light, friends. It can't be snatched. It can't be turned on. Anything else other than to receive Jesus is the only way. It is the only source of truth, healing, and life. In John chapter 8, verse 12, this is what it reads. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Church, I remember, I forget who said it. Maybe it was Martin Luther King Jr., or maybe it was C.S. Lewis, or maybe it was somebody else famous, but they said darkness cannot drive out darkness, only the light can. So won't you receive and invite the light of Jesus to enter and be filled in your life to give you strength, power, and sustenance. 
The second thing for the real reason for Christmas is we use the word incarnation. It just means to be made of flesh. He came in flesh. God incarnate Jesus. Christmas is just a story of how God came to save us. Jesus will have to go to the cross. Do you know that that was his purpose all along? It wasn't to come and live the kingly, richly, luxurious life, but he was sent for a purpose, and the purpose was that he would have to die a cold, brutal death on the cross. He would have to die a criminal's death. Do you know that Jesus was also born not in luxury, not in a castle, but he was born in the cold, dark stable. But that was only the foreshadowing. The real story and meaning of Christmas is that Jesus came not to live the glorious life, not to live the textbook kingly life, but he came to die on the cross and to literally turn our world upside down. He came so that he could die. He came so that he could be hung. He came so that he would show us divine, all-encompassing love. Perhaps that's why he came in such a lowly situation. His death means that it isn't just the good people are in and bad people are out. It means that only those who accept Jesus Christ by the grace of his hand and mighty power are the ones who will truly be saved. It is only what Jesus has done for you that gives you standing before God. There is no one here that doesn't need the grace of Jesus Christ. And there is no one, not even the worst human being, who can fail to receive the grace of Jesus Christ if there is repentance and faith. Church, Christmas is not a fairy tale of once upon a time in a distant country long, long ago. But Jesus came in human form incarnation to be on mission for God to save us all Christ the Savior and Lord is born to us this means that everything that has gone wrong will be made right everything that is broken can be mended this isn't the end of the story it's a beginning of something amazing I'm sorry I feel like uh, a, a preacher that that is so overweight like dripping with sweat um, <laughs> Uh, I actually dropped sweat. There's a sweat mark right there. Um, I want to close with this uh, prayer. It's a prayer of peace from St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> Thank you so much, Grace. Yeah. Um. And I wonder if we can uh, show that on the projector and if we can read together. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I probably did not send it on time. I'm sorry. Uh, let's all stand. And I'm going to read this prayer. And I pray that it would give you the peace of Christ. And for us to truly understand the true meaning of Christmas was never in all of the cultural celebrations of the season of exchanging of gifts. It was never meant for pagan tradition, but Christmas was always meant to understand that Jesus has come to be the light of the world. If any of you are experiencing darkness right now, that can be 
may be a symbolic meaning of you're going through hard times. You are really, really wrecked with sin. You are in a season of mourning because you have lost. Whatever darkness means to you, I pray that the light of Jesus will break through that and will give you strength and life and power. And for those who think that they are unsavable because of their past sins, Jesus says, no, I have come, and my greatest mission was not to just be kinged and knighted and so that I would have all the positional power, but he said, I have come so that I can die for you. And when his death is final once and for all, he resurrects, and he says, life, eternity is given to us all. That means everything is possible, brokenness can be mended, and that means this story is not an end. I read this prayer to you. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Father God, we are so, so thankful that you have come. And oftentimes the world just places you in the pictures, in the arts, and the graphics of just a babe. But for us, you came in lowly form. You humbled yourself. You entered through a human cell that became an embryonic form that you were born in a manger, in a cold, dark place. Not even one room was available for you. Not even the innkeeper was gracious enough to find you a room when Mary was with child. Mary had no midwives and she could not even attend with the loss of power she had, with the physical state she had, but she wrapped this baby on her own. But Father God, we know Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice that he made was to let go of all the honor and glory in heaven so that he would die a criminal's death, even though he did nothing wrong, that he was perfect, that he was perfect human and perfect God, so that we might have life, that the distance between us and God will be totally shattered, and the darkness in this world will no longer be the light of Jesus will come crashing down into all the social problems, the worldly problems, the poverty, but most of all, people who were born spiritually dead would become spiritually alive. Lord, the true meaning of Christmas is yes, you did die, but that's not the end, nor the period or the end of that chapter. The new chapter is you are resurrected and you will come again, but you are sending us on mission. The incarnate Jesus, 
God Emmanuel calls us to be disciples, to be kingdomizers, to go out in the world and not for us to be fixated on this premise of just being the church within the four walls of this building. But Lord, whatever you have called us to, wherever we work, wherever we live, whoever we continually network, maybe those are the people that you have called us to, that we will live the discipleship life, not because of a short-term mission trip, but because, oh Lord God, you have called us to live on mission every day. God, if we have fallen from that calling, may you call us back. If we are, in fact, going through a season of great loss, Lord, fill that emptiness with the light of Jesus. For anyone who is sick or hurting or just tired or just needs the hand of God, Lord, won't you speak words of affirmation of grace? Because it's not that we can receive it by our own merits. It's because of what you have done. Lord, may the peace of Christ and the season of Christmas be given for all the world and all the world will come and bow down and worship the Lord of all things. It's in Jesus' name we pray.